You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. I am so pumped you're here. This is an exciting episode, number two of the in-studio format. And I have our CEO, Dr. Barrett Straub on, and we talk about all things team. We talk about the to the top study club. We talk about the importance of team meetings. We talk about the dental entrepreneurial program, which you're going to hear more about. We talk about running a team. We talk about ice cream, believe it or not. Talk about our favorite show growing up. And we also share some more interesting stuff. You are going to love this. So hope you guys enjoy the episode. And we'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practice Show podcast. This is just a dream of mine. This is actually the second in-studio one that we've done. And if you haven't heard the first one, go back to it. It's called What You Need to Know About PPOs and IPAs with our CEO, Dr. Barrett Straub. Cheers. 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 So, you know, um, I'm just going to say selfishly, like I'm a CE junkie and the fact that I get to do this on a regular basis is amazing. Oh, Oh, Laura's here. Laura, no, you got to come in and say hi to everybody. This is Laura. She's our office manager. Now, please don't think that this is just all we do here at Act Dental Headquarters. We actually never drink unless, I mean, we do socially, but like Mondays, our celebration is extra big celebration because we had the To The Top Study Club last week, which we're going to be talking about and what we've been up to. And what we've created is this segment where we just kind of, Mondays are our planning. Where are you going? You can't leave now. All the plants will die. Nobody knows where that's from. It's from. It's a reference from Stripes, if you guys have ever watched Stripes. I say that to all my friends. You can't leave now. All the plants will die. And, like, nobody ever understands that. But, like, um, it's it's been a wonderful week. We were all exhausted on Friday. Um, and Monday, we work hard. We have our team meeting. And then um, we just kind of celebrate on Monday Monday afternoons. And Laura deserves a glass of wine. She does. Week. She She does kept us all in line. Well, you're going to want to leave that because we're going to be talking about that, but there's, there's plenty more in the other room where that came from, but you are amazing. Cheers to Laura first. So, all right. Enjoy your afternoon. Thank you. You are the best. Thank you so much. 
But thank you guys for listening or watching the Best Practice Show. And so this is just the weekly segment. I, we should make this weekly. We're, as weekly as we can. Yeah. As weekly as yeah. we can, where we just kind of recap, share some uh, great thoughts. And as a listener, I hope you're getting a lot of value out of this. And we encourage you to come hang out with us. I love this industry so much. I love education. I love what this is all about. And we're just going to keep bringing things of value to help you grow as a dentist, as a leader, as a parent, as a friend. And it's going to be fun. So awesome. Tell us where we're going today. Well, like last time, we have our cue cards. And okay. so these are going to be our segments. We have, uh, we're going to recap our To the Top Study Club. Wait, this is kind of like week. Jeopardy. Yeah, you can have DEP for 100. Right. <laughs> TTT for 100. Uh, I think, uh, Alex, we should go with TTT for 100 to start. Okay. T ding. Okay, ding. so TTT. Now, so TTT is called, the, it, it, it's a reference for To the Top Study Club, which we had on Friday. Now, I think that is our third in-person one because Correct. we actually launched it in January. Yeah. And previously, before the pandemic, it was called the Inner Circle. And yeah. so the vision behind this prior to the pandemic, we'll take you on this journey here, was that we were going to get dentists together and create an incredible study club of like-minded professionals. I never wanted to be the smartest person in the room. And, ooh, look at this. I even have one of the TTT workbooks. Our goal was to bring a ton of value, like our best learning, bring our best tools, our best thinking. Because being an entrepreneur is hard. It's lonely. And um, there are some incredible leaders in this awesome profession. And spending one day a quarter together or as, a, as an attendee, think about this. You're getting away from your family. You're getting away from your business so that you can improve your thinking. Because I say this all the time. I said it on Friday. Your problems are never your problems. They're how you think about your problems. And so my hope is people left on Friday with better thinking, better clarity around how to run a practice. Um, and you were there. I mean, what were your thoughts? Yeah, to the top study clubs, maybe one of the best things we do. Yes. And, and leadership, we say it all the time, leadership is lonely. It's lo lonely at the top and not necessarily a bad thing, but um, our thinking can get a little skewed when we're working in our practices all day. And um, we, we're going to talk a little bit later about don't believe what you think. Like our thinking is so important. And unless we put ourselves in that room with other people that are literally in our shoes, walking the same path we are, Yeah, I, we can tell ourselves a story all too often that isn't accurate, isn't right. And To the Top Study Club is so amazing and powerful because dentists from all over the country can get in the same room. And you, I, as a dentist, as I'm experiencing this, realize, huh, I'm he or she is having the same issue I am. Right. I'm not alone. I tried that and it failed also, and I have some advice to give. And, and it makes you feel a lot less lonely and that it's okay. People are making the same mistakes, going through the same challenges. And when you learn from each other and realize that um, um, that the story I'm telling myself maybe isn't totally accurate and right. i got to change my thinking, it's, it's a hugely powerful uh, day uh, here that in act that we do with our clients and our inner circle members. And it's just great. Yeah. 100%. And I'll speak specifically about the Friday one. This was the biggest project we have taken on and we, we unleashed the PPO roadmap. So it was extremely content heavy. Um, it's all always a changing game and you could see now this, if you're a dentist, this is why this is so important. We had a, a significant portion of the room of people that were already outside of PPOs. 
And we had a significant section of the room. Now, there's only 50 dentists in the room that are working to get out of PPOs. Now, you don't have to be completely fee-for-service, but here's why it was so cool for me. We call it to the top because we're climbing a mountain that doesn't have a top. We get to these clearings and we learn more perspective about how we've come this far and what I said, it wasn't me, but it was the fact that there were people that were further up the mountain telling people further down, you're going to be okay. And they're like, I don't know if you know what I'm dealing. And you're actually fee for service. So I consider you one of those people a little bit higher, but it's really cool to be around people that are telling you consistently, you're going to be okay. Right. Absolutely. And that's one of those stories that we can tell ourselves when we're, when we're stuck in the insurance uh, PPO game that there's no way out. I have to do it this way. Right. Um, I couldn't possibly do it the way he or she does. And those are stories that are all false. And sometimes when you get in the room and you learn from people that are just like you, all of a sudden that story changes a little bit. Yeah. Um, and um, that's what we found with a lot of our clients on Friday. And the, and the, the definition of a study club is that this isn't like us just lecturing. Right. And it is a study club, meaning the members learn from one another. We're learning as much from our from our members in that room than they're learning from us. We're we're sharing, we're teaching the PPO roadmap. A lot of them have gone through some of it. They're sharing their experiences. And the beauty of a study club is this PPO roadmap is going to evolve and improve. And a lot of that evolution is going to come right from those who have done this before and are doing it. So it's truly a collaborative effort. It's not all one-sided from us just teaching. Right. And we have we have portions of it where we stop the process. Everybody works together. They share experiences. And I mentioned this to Chris this morning. That particular session on Friday, I'm biased because there was so much information presented that I actually said to her that we've got to get this over to, to the writers, you know, that do the podcast to like catch some of those segments because there was so much specific language yeah. about what to do, the process, the steps. And so I guess my message in sharing that is, is like, this is one of those days we've all had it as educate, you know, people that love education. You ever been to a course that it was three days long? And you're like, you could have done this in one day all the time. This was a course that could have been three days and we jammed it in one day, you yes, know? Absolutely. So um, it's extra special. So um, I'm going to encourage you if you're listening as a, as a dentist, it's it, like Barrett said, it's too hard to figure this stuff out. And if you're talking to yourself, that's dangerous because 80% of your self-talk is going to be negative. I have had, you guys have heard me say this. My son will see my lips moving. He'll go, dad, what's your, what are you saying? I'm like, dude, you don't even want to know, buddy. Don't do that. Make sure you're in a room talking to other people that are doing this and you'll find it's, it makes your life better. You're going to go to work for 13 weeks. You can invest seven hours away from everybody and heck, we'll get you home Friday night. So I'm extra biased, but it's a fun climb. We're going to keep climbing. This game in PPOs will change. The next tool that we're going to unveil in the uh, next one will be the money tool. Can you just talk yeah. about that for a second? Yeah, our roadmap to financial freedom, the money tool. It's going to be basically all the lessons I've learned the hard way. Tell us how you really feel about <laughs> the accounting process. Because accountants make it really easy for you on the oh, financial thing. I love my accountant. He's a good friend. But I tell him all the time, like, man, you got to dumb it down. you right. got to explain this in language I can understand. Right. Um, and so basically, I'm... I and, and others, that clients of ours that have experiences, we've just taken that and said, okay, we've learned through failure. It's the best learning there can be. Let's, mm -hmm. let's uh, make it easier for those coming behind us. Okay. And this is going to be a nuts and bolts, bare basics financial tool. What to do, what not to do, how to 
track your overhead, how to um, turn debt into profit. I love it. it and it's going to be, I think it's going to help a lot of dentists. I know it would have helped me had we, I had it earlier on in my career. So I'm excited for it. Um, it's going to be great. Yeah, I am very excited about it because if you ever looked at a profit and loss statement and been as confused as I have, you'll see we're going to help you through that, you know, until so you can see where the cash came in and the cash went out. Right. So you know exactly what your profits That's are. That's all any entrepreneur wants to know. I made this, I re, my revenue was this, show mm-hmm. me where every went. Yeah. And sometimes that's hard in the tax code, but we're going to get you closer. Yeah. And so you can expect this. We're creating tools that make it simple. Yes. I mean, it's not super simple. There's always a little complexity, but the easier you can make this, the better your life and practice becomes. And I'll, I'll say this because this is a big part of our vision where we're going. You guys know this in dentistry, the better your business is, the less your worries are. Your life is best when your business worries are at their least. True? Absolutely. When things are predictable, life gets a lot better. And I don't mean, I don't mind sharing this because you guys will say, I don't care anymore. I'm getting older. This is terrible to say, but it's true. It's absolutely true. I should probably see a therapist for this. Like <laughs> nothing makes me a better dad than when today was just a good day. Yeah. I I always try to leave work at work, but like working with you makes my life better because I don't worry about anything. Like, <laughs> I mean, I always worry, but like I don't think about things. And Absolutely. so my hope is you guys get a little taste of that or a lot of taste of that because when your practice runs and it's predictable, you guys need predictability. I do too. Everybody needs it. And so join us at To The Top. You'll be able to see that. Yeah, and I just want to put a, put a bow on this To The Top. Um, I was a former act client now in the ACT team. And what I appreciate the most out of that To The Top study club, and those of you who are thinking of joining, you should, and here's why. The people in that room are humble. Right. Their growth, have a growth mindset, and they legitimately want to help one another just be their best. Yeah. There's no bragging. There's no... Um, too much focus on just making a bunch of money. It is really a group of like good human beings just want to be a little bit better and helping one another get there. And it's really, really a great feeling. It is great feeling. And so maybe this can relate to some of you, but Pete Dawson was an incredible mentor of mine at the age of 24. He said, making money in dentistry is actually pretty easy, Kirk. He said, it's the byproduct. Now, I didn't fully understand that, but I believed in it. And when you come to these things, you'll see, we're going to have you working on core values, working on systems, building a team, the predictability. And when you do all of that, what's really fun for me so many years later is I'm seeing what he's talking about, you know, and it's not just us, it's other people. You can have a great life in dentistry. You can, but you got to put all the pieces together. Absolutely. So it's fun. So Kirk, where are we headed next? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Okay. So, uh, so very pre- preps me with all these little cards. And so like now, cause this, this could easily be a three hour show. Um, and I love this stuff because I'm a big vision guy and I love the, I love this profession and uh, I'll repeat it a million times. Like you're not really a leader, a great leader until you create other great leaders that create other great leaders, which has been said many times now. And I love that because when it comes to where we're headed, we've got a small education space here. I don't care to be the biggest. I don't care that we become the world's most known. It doesn't matter. Our goal, our game is to develop leaders in dentistry. There are so many amazing people, young kids that get into that room. And so as I watch them engage in the the to the top study club, it 
it's super fun to watch them build more and more confidence on their thinking, you know, and I'll shout out a couple of them. Like I could spend a half hour in it, like Stephanie Grishala, like she's awesome. Mm -hmm. And she's, she's a gamer. Do you know what I mean? Like she's created an incredible practice and to watch her come back and share that with other young dentists is super cool. Um, and there's many of them that are in that room. And so our, you know, where we're headed is I want to create more educational programs that, are really simple, fast doses. You know, you got to do the work afterwards, but you go back, you're fired up. You're a better parent. You're a better everything. And you create a healthy culture. And um, so as far as where we're headed, it's only going to be up the hill with tools, up the up the mountain where tools that you can use easily in your practice to create a better culture, better everything. And I have so many thoughts on this. So if you've ever thought, about coaching with us. You've heard this from me. I tell everybody, you, they're nervous. They're like, I've used consultants before. I have one goal for everybody. I want you to get out of your car. I want you to walk towards your office. And I want you to say, I love this. I love how I do it. I love how we do it. I love going to work. And that is 90% of the battle. And our job is to create tools that make you enjoy that drive and that walk. Amen. So that's great. Where are we headed? We've got our best practices seminars coming up in the fall where we're going to fire hose you and your team. I mean, it's not going to be, yeah. it's not going to be complete waterboarding, but it'll be one of those things. If you're looking for a course for two days where you can just learn everything, you know, I can't shut up when it comes to this stuff. So it's going to be two full days where Chris and I will teach that course and send your team home on fire with some really applicable systems, verbal skills, and things to do after that. And then, um, as we look at where we're going in the fall, we've got John Cranham coming in for um, some continuing education, Katrina Sanders and Christian Coachman. Uh, I put him in a headlock, made him sure he's coming. He's going to be here in, in April. So you're going to see a good balance of great stuff to help you with your practice, but you're also going to see a, an advanced curriculum for continuing education and make it a, a wonderful place for people to be. If you think about you know, there's a, a theme here. So to the top, and you always say it's to the top of a mountain with no top. Meaning it's a right. it, you're going and going and going. You never right. quite reach it, and and the best leaders. If you study the best leaders, they all never stop learning. Right. And if if dentistry of if a dental practice leadership, if it was a handbook that you and I could just write a book from start to finish, and it'd be like everything you need to know about running a successful dental practice, we would just do it. Right. And we hopefully we'll still write a book someday. But there's no such path. No, there isn't. It's constant improvement. It's it's constant rethinking, and it's constant adapting and evolving. And so the beauty of a to-the-top study club is we're just going to keep going. Yeah. And no matter where this industry goes and no matter what the needs of our members, how they change, we're going to be there to give them our best thinking and our best tools. I love that you said that, too, because it brings me back to that same day when I made Pete Dawson for the first time. I took a course called How to Put Your Practice in the Top 10%. And it was a multi-day course. And I remember at the end, I said, Dr. Dawson, I am so grateful. I had gotten a chance to know him over those three days. And then at the end, I just said, I just want to thank you because I didn't want to be here. And I'm so glad that I came here and I had a few minutes with him because everybody's trying to, you know, get out of the room. And I said, Dr. Dawson, I just, I, you know, what piece of advice would you give me, you know, in this career dentistry? And he said, great question. He said, I would say this, don't ever tell yourself you have it all figured out. And I said, really? He said, yes, you're going to find Kirk, I don't have it all figured out. I was 24. He was 64. And he said, I'm learning from my students all the time. And he said, the other thing, Kirk, you'll understand is 
the people that have it all figured out, they're not that much fun. You know what I mean? So become a lifelong learner. And so it's funny to hear those words echo in the sentiments of like where we're headed. And, and I just believe in it so strongly. So um, come hang out. Yeah. You'll love it. Where next? I don't know. Let's go to, uh, I want you to talk about this one because this is my favorite. Okay. Oh, yeah, so team week. now I, I'm well, going to do a little. You for you for this has been a dream of yours. It's been a dream so of mine. No, you, I'm going to brag. Tell the audience what our team week. Kind okay, of looks listen, like. I'm I'm not going to start with oh we're awesome whatever. I'm going to start on the other side of the fence. I have been through hell and back. Okay, <laughs> now don't don't hear this the wrong way. I mean, 25 years of running a business, you you learn a lot of lessons. I have not done everything the right way. I've learned that I've been the biggest contributor to my own problems, and then. You know, as you start to find people in your life that can help you create systems and create a better culture and all that kind of stuff, that's why you got to have a coach. You got to have an influence from the outside. Last week was special for me because I haven't always had the greatest team meetings, you know, and um, last week was really special because we've been working hard and in full transparency, we uh, got into the Rockefeller habits. We've had coaches in the past and then we really started leaning into the traction system and it's been like two, three years now. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I, you, you give me kudos. You're like, you know, before, cause you were part of the pre-traction. You're like, right. I don't, I didn't know what to expect from team meetings. Now we stick to an agenda. We stick to the rules and we stick to the core values. We stick to the operating system, which is exactly what we apply in our coaching thing. And so I'll tell you what we do once a quarter, we shut down for the most part. And Monday, we just kind of get our things done. A lot of people are flying in. Tuesday, we have our traction meeting, which is our leadership team, which, which is where the leaders in the organization get aligned. And that is a lot of fun. Wednesday, we go into our team meeting and we give ourselves space to come up with a few priorities for 13 weeks. And this quarter, we have how many? Two. Two. Which, may, two. which would have made me nervous five years ago. Right. I used to like have 92 priorities, but now we have two yep. and you do an excellent job of keeping us aligned. And human nature is this. You can get your brain around three months, 13 weeks. Yep. We can, we can get excited. And now we have a team of 18 people. We can divide and conquer and we can get to, would you guys agree? It's better to get two things done really well than try to chase 92. And then Wednesday night, after the hard work of Wednesday, we celebrate on Wednesday night. I'm going to encourage you guys to do that. Like whenever you do the hard work, celebrate. So Laura organized the paddle tavern. And I was like, I don't, you know, I don't, I've seen people on the paddle tavern and they do a lot of, wow. I had so much fun. It was a great time. Why did you have a great time? Well, because we're all together, everyone's laughing, yeah. everyone's having a cocktail, everyone's snacking, and yeah. <laughs> Milwaukee in summer is really fun, yeah. nice weather, the river was packed with people and boats, and it was just great to get together and not, not talk about business, but just right. get to know each other. Right. So. There's so many elements of it that I love. One of the elements, I mean, many... Um, so we have interns here at ACT yep. This is our third summer of doing that. I'm going to encourage you guys, just get interns. They are such good kids. They're hungry for the knowledge. They figure things out. They love putting pieces of the puzzle together. And I also enjoyed interns sitting in watching. It adds a level of accountability. You know, right. I know these kids, like I want them to think well of us, you know? And so like, you've got to stick to the rails. And I think to myself, how cool of an experience it is for them to observe this. So when your daughters are old enough, you know, it's always fun yeah, to sure. have 
you know, just that extra piece of it. So that's kind of what happens on Wednesday. Thursday, we go into our divisional meeting. So we just give ourselves space. If you hear one thing from this, we give ourselves space to plan, organize before we go to work for another 12 weeks. You can do that as a dentist. And then Thursday night, we had a chef's table experience where we have people coming in from all over the country. And then Friday, we go to work and we go to work hard. And so we ask everybody to be here at eight o'clock. Then we have a little bit of breakfast and then we deliver a lot of information. And that's a to the top workshop. It's awesome. Yeah. Team week is really our chance. We walk, we walk our talk in team week. And, Mm -hmm. And so our coaching philosophy, our coaching program really came about from a few years of working through what does work and what doesn't work. Yep. And we tried it before we ever coached on it and we found what works. And we've basically taken our operating system that we use every day and we believe in it because we firsthand have seen it work and now yeah. we coach on it. And and so it's our way uh, to walk our own talk and, and it definitely works. The, our attention gets uh, diluted after 13 weeks. Yeah. We start to move off of our core focus. We start to look for bright, shiny objects. And every 13 weeks, we need a chance, dentists and Act Dental, we need a chance to stop, time out, get out of the business, get out of the practice, and work on the practice because usually we're working in the practice or working in the business. So that time is really, really important. Yeah, and think about this too. Your team members would kill for a week where they didn't have to to do client-facing things. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the meeting, because we stick to the traction agenda, we ask them for a rating system. You know, and I, I, that's the kind of, that's I kind of wait for that one because you're always like, I hope we get all 10s, but you don't get all 10s. You get some really good feedback about what, because what happens is they start to care. They start to compare the experiences and it's really, really, Really good information um, when they when they give you that feedback. So Absolutely. what a what a great opportunity as an entrepreneur to say, hey, listen. The other thing that happens too, just in lastly uh, on this, I'm such a fan of this because a lot of us listening are would go, yeah, I totally believe in my team, but it's the Rachel Wall question. I'll give her full credit for this. You ask any dentist, like, what do you believe? Yeah, my team comes first. My team comes first, and then she asks the ultimate question. What do you do that supports what you just said? When you stop and land the airplane and tell your team, we're going to work on this together, you're making a physical, emotional time statement. You're saying you guys do come first. No different than family dinners. No different than date night. Everybody knows date night is really important. But when you carve out the night and you take your your spouse or your significant other to like you're making a statement like time matters, you know, so I think it's really, really important. And again, I'll just end this segment by saying I've never done everything perfectly, but I'm learning as I age and I'm hoping that the lessons (laughs) that I've not done so well in the past, I just keep improving. So it's it's just been a dream of mine. And it's, it's a dream come true. And thank you. Cheers to making the dream. Now, one other thing I think I should stay and as an entrepreneur, if you understand your Colby, I'm a quick start. So I leave messes everywhere. And so if you can see this picture up here, I'm going to put a whole bunch of pictures up. But the first picture I put up in the room that was given to me by Laura is pig pen from the peanuts gang. So I typically leave messes everywhere. Barrett cleans up messes and he keeps it organized. So I get to be myself. I get to be the vision guy and you get to be the follow through. If there's one thing I can say is figure out who you are, figure out what your weaknesses are, and then figure out, it doesn't always have to be a person, but a system to be able to say, Hey, listen, I, cause I used to try to run these meetings by myself. Not such a great idea. So. Yeah. And you know, 
we coach entrepreneurs, whether right. they're dentists. Um, and entrepreneurs think we have to be everything to all people. Right. We have to be the greatest leader ever. We have to have all the answers. We have to be perfect in every category. And the older you get and the more further on in the years you get, you realize it's impossible. And the more you try to be perfect in all areas, the let the more fake you come across right. and the more weaknesses are exposed. So the smarter thing to do is just to accept your weaknesses, find people that can fill in those blind spots. And that's one of the main keys to just a well-performing team. 100%. 100%. I love it. I love it. All right. So you get to, do I get, to, you get to pick next. You go. Let's go to, uh, what are we drinking today, Kirk? Oh my gosh. Okay. The best so, part of the segment. Yeah. Listen. Okay. So I'm going to say it's not always, so Bill Crinzy, shout out to you. He's like, I like the IPAs and PPO <laughs> thing, but does it always have, yeah, it's not always about drinking no. whatever. It's just our time to celebrate. So if you're looking for a great wine, I sound like a commercial. Right. No, I, my wife and I are Pinot drinkers. We love Pinot Noir. Um, and I have tried everything under the planet. So this is Siduri. And uh, I actually like the Willamette Valley. You're going to find it. It's between $21 and $25. It's been rated 92. It's a simple little easy thing. And so uh, it's we, very good. we keep it here at the office. It's just easy. easy you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, it's it's truly one of my favorites. Do you have a favorite? I like Pinots. I like Russian River Pinots. Really? Why? So I'll bring one of those in next time. Okay. Um, I like Pinots that, that have a ton of, a ton of nose and a ton of taste. Mm. I want to know it's a good. What wine. about what about French Pinots? No, I'm not. I, I'm a I'm a beginning wine drinker. Okay, <laughs> so so but you there's a, a lot have, I'm learning. You have a brother-in-law that is it your brother-in-law? Yeah, or? my brother-in-law Jared Bannon. He's a wine uh, salesman for Capital Houston here in Milwaukee. And he's yeah. awesome. So actually, we'll get some Capital Houston. Um, no, we're gonna get him on the show. Here. We're gonna yes. bring him on the show. Well, we should do that. That would be great. Yeah, and he can walk us through the difference between a Pinot and a Cab and a there you Shiraz. Go. And, yeah, yeah, I love it. All right, I love it. Jared, yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. Listening, get ready. Jared, game on. All right. How about uh, one thing? I'm super excited. Uh, Wisconsin Dental Entrepreneurial Program. Love, love, love this. Okay, so you're a Marquette grad. Yep. I want you to talk about the genesis of this whole thing. This is very near and dear to our hearts. I'm crazy excited about this. I'll say my portion, and then I want you to take the rest. I love these kids coming out of dental school. Mm -hmm. And I also spent a lot of time with them. I see how stressed they are. I got my start at Chapel Hill. And Dave Felton, if you're listening, thank you so much. But that was one of the first lectures I did. I went out there and I spent a lot of time with these kids coming out of dental school. And I felt something different when I sat there. I could feel their stress. I could feel their fatigue. I could feel their, you know, overwhelming outlook on the future. And, um, when you and I started getting together, we, you know, Mark Padgett, I'll, you know, do a shout out to him too. We started talking about this. I'm like, let's do this. So can you talk about how this all came together? Absolutely. So we're, we're partnering with the Marquette School of Dentistry here mm -hmm. in Milwaukee and the Wisconsin Dental Association. So the three of us are coming as equal partners to really give a solution to, Ideally, the young dentist, zero to 10 years. But really what I'm going to say is this curriculum and this training program is potentially going to help any dentist of any age. I agree. Um, but the Wisconsin Dental Association wants to help 
the private practice practitioner. Yep. Marquette wants to be able to educate their students on business. And they do. And they and as a Marquette grad, they tried really hard. But there's just not enough time. And if I'm being honest and fair to them, um, dental students, senior dental students, they're worried about graduating, mm -hmm. worried about doing enough endo, doing enough crowns to graduate. And sometimes those business management, those practice management courses don't get a lot of intentionality from students. Yeah. And so um, this is an opportunity for the, uh, our three groups to say, we have a solution. We're yeah. here for you. You can uh, go into private practice. You yeah. can buy a practice, start a practice. You can be an associate and go into the private practice model. We believe in that model. There's a lot of ways to do dentistry. Um, and we're just finding that um, students need a little extra help. Young dentists need a little extra help. All dentists need a little extra help. So we've put together a curriculum that is like 101 entrepreneurial training. Yep. We are going to filter down all of our knowledge and all of our experience coaching dentists over 20 plus years and give the nuts and bolts, the, the really key. I don't want to even say basics because there's going to be some, some high level thinking, but it's going to be, if you do nothing else, these are the things, the keys to success. So we're going to cover things like leadership, communication, setting your vision, communicating that with your team. We're going to cover strategy, how to set a business strategy, how to think smarter. We're going to cover um, marketing how to market to the patients that you want to see. Right. We're going to cover HR. We're bringing in a human resources experts to teach us, you know, what are, what are the key things you need to do legally from an HR perspective? Yeah. We're going to talk about um, how to turn your, your front desk into a, a cash making machine. Yeah. There's, there's just some key processes, some um, internal operational processes that if every dentist did these, they'd be way better off and we're yeah. going to share those. And we, so we want to create a pathway that a, a dentist who is in private practice and wants to get better mm -hmm. or someone that's an associate and maybe wants to buy their own practice, but is telling them them that story, telling themselves that story that it's too hard or I can't afford it or I can't do it because I don't know how we are going to give the tools to be able to do it. Yeah, I love it. And so if we didn't just sit down and create this curriculum. There was a lot of work that went into it. We conducted a lot of interviews with the help of the WDA. And, you know, personally, as I was interviewing a lot of these young dentists, it was amazing. Like I, I just sat back and listened and some of them, you know, one of them, I said, how did you do this? And she's like, I bought two practices. I'm like, with, how did you figure it out? She's like, I looked on the internet. I'm like, you figured all of this out on your own. She's like, yes, I did. I'm like, this is amazing. And she also shared like, we need help with this. We need help with this. So we took extensive notes and this is going to be a, a user interface in which we're paying very close attention to what these new grads need. And the, the entire curriculum is a support system in which these kids come out because you know this, if you're a young dentist, listen, you have four decades, four decades to practice if you choose to practice that long. And what an amazing run is if in the first 10 years, you get your feet underneath you with some good systems, like you said, good marketing, good accounting systems, good, you know, um, just overall written systems, get your core values right. I'm telling you guys, it's going to set this profession. I love this profession so much. I'm going to fight like hell to make sure that Kids coming out of dental school feel really supported and they feel like I can do this 
and they do it. And I'm telling you, you can do it. There are very few dentists that ever go broke. Very few. And if they do, it's usually something silly or they don't feel supported or they do something wrong. And our goal, you can do it however you want to do it. But I want you to know there's going to be a structure here where you can come back over and over and over again. And it's not just the curriculum. You've got an amazing group of people. You've got a network. You've got a, you know, eventually if it's a study club you want to be a part of, it's going to be a supportive structure where you can go to work every day. Now, one last thing I just want to say as a dentist, and I want you to speak to this. Yeah. Being a dentist, you're not really a full entrepreneur. And let me explain. The downside, there's only one downside to being a dentist, is you have to be working in people's mouths in order for the business to keep going. I am an entrepreneur. I could say I'm going to take the whole week off, maybe next week, and I'm just going to get all this right. The, f- the unfortunate piece of being a dentist is you have to do a lot of work in order for you. Here's why this is so important to you. You don't have the time the energy to figure all this out. And even if you did, don't try it. Like, and, and I'm biased, but this is all we do. So we're spending hundreds of hours, 25 years to make sure that this is supported. So, um, you yeah, know, speak, I, speak to being a dentist. I wrote, I wrote the definition of entrepreneur on the back. So operate a business taking on a greater than normal level of risk. So an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur has a greater level of risk and also reaps a greater proportion of the benefits by nature. It's the way it's supposed to. However, when the risks are seen as too high, it's hard for a dentist to take that jump. Right. You know, and so what our training and and this curriculum is going to do is lower that risk. Right. Because we're going to give you or help you develop your roadmap and see that there is a way to get there step by step. I do want to shout out Wisconsin Dental Association, Mark Padgett, executive director, um, I love organized dentistry. WDA is purely an organization that gives. Marquette Dental School, Dean Lobb, Dr. Lobb, the the uh, dean there. Amen. They are out here to do the right thing, both yep. those groups. And we've had multiple meetings planning this, talking about it. Everyone is fully intentional about making this a success. And, and we're really doing it out of a, a, a need and a want to help this profession, yeah. help private practice dentistry. And so... Those of you that are out there in Wisconsin, Wisconsin dentists, um, go to Act Dental forward slash Dental Entrepreneurial Program. All the details are there. We have a great curriculum, and it's it's a it's going to be a community. You're mm-hmm. going to get access to our um, Act University. You're going to get access to our community where you can interact with our clients and uh, and our community of dentists. We'll have our own private group chat where we as a as a DEP or Dental Entrepreneurial Program group can can talk and share tools. But you're going to be surrounded not only with great other members in this program, but you're going to be surrounded by the whole Act community, and we're going to put your arms our arms around you and help you through it. So if yeah. you're if you're a young dentist or or middle of your career, even late, and just want to bone up on the on the basics and the details, it's priced very low. It's going to be very affordable, and it's going to be a win-win. So yeah. go to our website and, and sign up. We'd love to have you. Yeah, I promise you, you will love it. I mean, that's it just feeds our passion to see these young leaders. Absolutely. Um, you know, so it's it's a lot of fun. Right. So. so our producer, Andy, Andy Conkle, <laughs> he, he put this card in. We don't even know what this Andy, is. Andy, shout says, out. What hey, does Andy want to know uh, today? Hey, Andy, first of all, you got to introduce yourself, okay? So I'm loving this because 
Every okay, Andy, you're making a dream come true because I always wanted this Irish pub corner, like you know, private podcast where we're just hanging out with our friends, talking about things that matter. And Andy is doing it, like he's making it happen. So Andy Cockle, who is our producer, Andy, can you explain who you are? I just want people to know who you are. That's a loaded question, but it I'll, is. Tr- I'll try. Uh, so my name's Andy Conkle, as you mentioned. I'm the video producer here at ACT. Uh, I've been here for five months when we're uh, recording this. Um, I enjoyed 25 years in, as a role as a photojournalist and a chief photojournalist in uh, in news, in TV, television news, um, and, and decided I needed a little bit of a career change. And when I saw this opportunity and you guys talked to core values, um, something just struck that this would be the place. And so far, that has been all true. So that's who I am. Stop. He's a very humble man. Okay. He's too humble. How many Emmys did you win in television (laughs) producing? Come on. You you didn't even tell us this in the interview. You were withholding information. You could have researched it. We did. It's out there. I know we did. We had to do extensive Google searches on you. And I had many beers with people in the news industry who told us a lot and it was all great. So how many Emmys did you win? Uh, I currently hold 34 Emmys. It's pretty decent. Dude, drop the mic. Uh, I don't want to break it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's amazed. This yeah. is amazing. So. And the one thing I love about Andy is, is, you know, one of our core values is all in and he is all in. He is, he is all the ultimate in. team player and, and you're just awesome, Andy. So thanks. I think we need to have the Andy award. Ooh, we do. <laughs> uh, he, we do. Andy, we just appreciate you, brother. And what, you know, one more thing I'll just say about is he tells the story. I told him, I said, you know, I don't ever, don't, like you're going to come in here and like create stories for us because I, I believe in the power of storytelling and I believe in the importance of what we're trying to say, but like, just tell the real story. Like just, and so sometimes it's a little too, it, I, I laugh my butt off when I watch what he creates. So I just pretty, got it. Pretty vulnerable, pretty unfiltered videos, which are, which are exactly what we want to do. That's pretty awesome. So yeah. shout out to Andy. Yeah. Shout out to Andy. Andy, what do you want to know today? Yeah. Okay. Well, I came up with a little bit of a topic okay. uh, that you guys know very well. Hopefully you know a lot about, but I, you know, I didn't realize until yesterday that yesterday, uh, July 17th was national ice cream day. I did not know that. Yeah. Me, neither. Me neither. Uh, it's a good day to have it. President Ronald Reagan uh, apparently made it that uh, that every third Sunday in July would be National Ice Cream Day. I love it. Uh, so that um, tripped my mind. Like, I want to know what is each of yours go to ice cream? Kirk, let's start with you. Okay, so I have to do this. And this is not a ploy. It is not. I'm not making this up. My mother-in-law. Vicky, if you're listening, she is the sweetest human being on the planet. She hand makes her vanilla. Ooh. Like 4th of July, my wife, Sarah, her mom, Vicky, creates the most amazing vanilla ice cream. It is to die for. So she spends, so my father-in-law makes an amazing brisket. Like he gets the meat and he talks to it for two days. Then he's getting, you know, the hickory wet, you know, and then he's smoking it the day before. I'm like, we're not cooking this until tomorrow. He's like, I know. You know, and he, you know, the, they're amazing human beings. So he's up like till 2 a.m. It's the combination of the brisket. Like if you ever tasted or even s- smelled this brisket, you would just go, your mouth is just watering all day long. And, you know, we're instructed to keep the kids out of the kitchen for a little, you know, for, but then the culmination of this incredible meal on 4th of July is just life changing. And then my mother-in-law creates homemade 
vanilla ice cream that she does by hand. And wow. I try to not make sure I try to make sure no one's looking, but I go in for like fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. You know, it's, it's it's super rich and creamy. Oh, it, I can't even describe it. It just like melts off the spoon in your mouth. So that is hands down my favorite ice cream of all time. What's yours? Wow. Well, I'm a chocolate guy. Okay. So I don't believe you can get too much chocolate. Mm. I inherited it from my mother. I would agree. Who my dad has caught just drinking Hershey's syrup from a bottle. Oh. Um, if you're listening, sorry about that. Um, I love moose tracks, elephant tracks, yes. elephant tracks, one of the two. Chocolate ice cream, um, Reese's peanut butter cups, and then sometimes they'll even throw like chocolate fudge in there. Love it. Now, so that if I'm getting an ice cream cone, that's always it. If I'm at home, though, and there's like, so I love vanilla if it's on top of a big piece of apple pie. That's my second. But I brought in pie to the ice cream conversation. Yeah. So where do you get the moose? Do you get the moose tracks at Cops? Are you getting that? Uh, I mean, at the. Uh, well, I live in Cedarburg. So, so Cedar Crest Ice Cream, Cedarburg, Wisconsin. Great ice world cream. World famous. World famous. Yeah. Um, the Chocolate Factory, downtown Cedarburg. Great. Great ice cream. Pretty much yeah. I'll, wherever I go for ice cream, if they have a chocolate with other chunks of chocolate in it, I'm getting it. I agree. You can't get enough chocolate. I mean, <laughs> no. chocolate is one of my favorite. <laughs> now, I'll tell another childhood story. Dad, if you're listening, I love you dearly. <laughs> my dad used to take those blocks. Remember the blocks of ice cream? Yeah. And he would take a big chef's knife and he would cut it into like, we had we had five. So it's my brother, my sister, my mom and my dad. And he would cut it into like five. a loaf of ice cream. Yes, yeah. it was a loaf. And then he'd put it in there. And then my mom would put out the butterscotch and the oh, hot yeah. fudge. And of course, he'd heat that up and pour it all over. Those were some of my earliest memories. And we watched the A-Team. Did you ever remember the A-Team? That was like our family favorite show. Absolutely. You know, the two, well, there's three shows I remember. This is, I'm sorry, Andy, but this is going to segue. Is like, my dad used to watch Monday Night Football all the time. We would watch, he would watch the Bob Newhart show. And it was one of my favorite things because I never knew what was going on. But my dad would have this hyena laugh and it was like the ultimate warming laugh. <laughs> and then we would watch the A-Team. We'd get a big thing of popcorn and then we'd always transition to ice cream somewhere in the middle of the episode. And it was just one of my favorite things. What was your favorite growing like episodes? I like earliest uh, do you show. Me- do you remember when I was a uh, young kid? Do you remember the show Greatest American Hero? Yes, that was yes. like my childhood. That was show. the guy in the van. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. You know, I remember I dressed up. My mom like made me a Halloween <laughs> costume, the Greatest American Hero. Uh, <laughs> That was so. That we're was gonna have show. a. You're gonna dress up as the Greatest American Hero. I love right, it. Let's do it. I love it. Yeah. What was the theme? Song? I, I love that show. Yeah, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't. Believe it or Believe not. It or Believe not, it or not, I'm walking on air. Never thought I could be so free. Yes. So, Heather on the act team, I just sang. You were trying to get you me did. to sing all night. Wait, go back. Tell that story. Tell so, it. yeah, the, you know, we're on this boat. We're having a good time. And, and I'm, I'm a pretty, you know, straight-laced guy. I don't like to sing and dance all that yeah. much unless I've had a, a few more glasses of wine. And there's some, some of the act team trying to get me to sing and dance, but I'm stubborn also. So I held off and my willpower won through. So, yeah, but I just sang. Yeah. So 
I often thought of who's the who's the drummer for Rolling Stones when the Stones are going crazy. He's just got the straight face and he's just like the he's cool. Just doing his thing. He's just doing his thing. Yeah. You are so calm and cool, collective. And Chris, if you're listening, I'm sorry. And Heather, they were dance machines. Now, let me just say this: it was a pedal pub. They didn't pedal at all. I was doing all the pedaling. You know, so yeah, right. That was so fun. That was so fun. Andy, stop. What's your favorite ice cream? Uh, and and first show. I need to know your. Oh, first show. Well, let's start with the easy one, the, the okay. ice cream. And Barrett touched on this. I was going to ask, do you know what Wisconsin's favorite ice cream is, according to a survey? Cedar Crest. No, I meant flavor. I'm oh. sorry. I wasn't clear there. Uh, but Moose Tracks. Moose Tracks. Well, there you go. I'm it's just the favorite, I'm Wisconsin at heart. Wait, wait, wait. Back up. That's the favorite a flavor in the state? That, that's according to a survey I find uh, on, on the internet. So trust it. You know, what you... <laughs> A thorough research. Fact. There. Let's fact. call it fact. fact. He Googled it. It was like he saw it on YouTube. It's on the internet, it's fact. Oh, I, I saw that on Facebook also. Yeah. So moose tracks. Um, I did not know that. Yeah. And then uh, I don't want to get off too much tangent here. So let me okay. finish my ice cream and then I'll, I'll think about a show. I've got so many. That's how I spent my childhood. Um, where would you guys guess that Wisconsin uh, ranks per state in the highest per consumers per state of ice cream? Ooh. I'm going top five. I would say three. I do know that it's number one in brandy. Did did you Corbell. did you find yeah. the same survey that I did? Wisconsin is third highest. Wow! Nice. Ding 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 nice. ding 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 ding. Yeah. That was total guess. Total well guess. Done. Okay. Who's then, number one? It's the District of Columbia. Shut up! Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I would not yeah, I guess that. that. Yeah. No, no, no. Wait. District of Columbia is number one state. Well, I know it's not a state. Now we could argue. Right. Is it really a state? But right. let's not go there. Okay. Okay. And then one more ice cream question. Uh, the highest consumers per city. Ooh. Where do you think? Um, Washington D.C. Well, let's let's go with. I was going to go with. You know, since we are located in Milwaukee, our national headquarters here. Uh, where do you think Milwaukee ranks? In Top cities, five, number four. Mm-hmm. I'll go with number seven. It is number five. Ooh, you so were you close. You guys are right in the right in the middle. Right, yeah, right in the wheelhouse. Long Beach, California, number one. No way! I would never guess that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, surprising facts, but here on National Ice Cream uh, Month, you are getting your information right here on the Best Practices Show. It's amazing. It's amazing. Okay, wait, wait, wait. You got to give us your ice cream memories. Okay, so uh, my mom used to own a store and okay. served um, served ice cream there. So. Uh, from time to time, as a child, I would I would work there, and uh, you know had the sixteen flavor well of the ice cream, and Love it. so I could have ice cream anytime I wanted, which explains a little bit of a Sweet. weight problem growing up. Um, but there, so you know, go from anything, at, you know, I don't know about the Blue Moon. It's okay, but something more chocolate based is right. probably up my alley. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, all right, now favorite TV show. Oh, favorite. Okay, like, first of all, you got to tell us how it, it would be good to know. Like, what year did you graduate from high school? How old are you? Uh, I graduated in 1992 from Sun Prairie High School. All right. Uh, so I am currently 48. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, just you know, slightly younger than you, Kirk. But and the reason I ask you that because that kind of frames it right. up for what TV show. Sure. I mean, I have so many. I mean, uh, favorite though. That's that's really like. Tough. I mean, like Family Ties was good. Yeah. Alf. Yes. Uh, Alf. I, I don't Alf know if it's a show. favorite, but I remember that. You know, some. Uh, yeah. 
uh, Friday night videos, maybe. Yeah. Some of those. Or, Knight Rider. Oh, Knight Rider. Knight Rider was, Knight Rider was amazing. Yeah. That was solid. Yeah. That was solid. Yeah, yeah, but more of the comedies. I think that's that's where we're at. You know, Three's Company. Yeah, was solid. Loved. Might have been a little too young when I watched it, but that's okay. That right. Is, that explains a lot. Yeah. So remember, I told you I'm kind of straight laced and I don't sing and dance. So my sister, speaking of family ties, <laughs> her nickname for me is Michael P. Keaton. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, she that, likes to share that. Oh, yeah. that was a great, great show. I really enjoyed that. Really? Now tell us why. Like you just, just kind of. Just like a straight laced guy. I'm, yeah. You know, and she, and she just likes to give her older brother a little grief. And but you are straight laced, but he was also really funny. Right. And, and, like right. really. And are you, you are, you well, are. Yeah. When you get yeah. to know me. Yeah. 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 Barrett's funny. I was going to say, are you saying he's No, Barrett, <laughs> Barrett is hilarious funny. Like. Sometimes. No, all the time. Like it, it's, it's pretty funny. You, you're just kind of quiet and then I'll go, what are you thinking? And then I just kind of laugh by myself. Like, <laughs> You're a good man. All right. So well, that right. was fun. Thanks, that was Andy. awesome, Andy. So you got it. And then uh, we got one card left. Yeah. It's my bumper sticker. Wait, wait. This is not your bumper. No, no, no. I saw this. Okay, wait. I posted tell this. It. I posted this. Uh, no. Okay, first of all, what does it say? It says, don't believe what you think. Ooh, tell us why. So I'm reading, you're reading. We've all been kind of reading over time Adam Grant's book. Think yes. again, and I and I'm behind this car, and I read this bumper sticker, and I'm like, oh my god, it's so right on to what I've been th thinking about. So when I read a book, and I know you're the same, we don't just like read a book and set it aside. Right. We read a little bit, we listen to it, we may start a different book, we come back to it. It's it in my brain, it's a process, especially like self improvement leadership books. So it's a process. So this Adam Grant, think again. We've we just gave a copy to all our to the top mm -hmm. members. Um, it's one of our favorite act books here, and it's just, it's such a great, different way to think. And I, I truly believe, I know, if, if more people in our country read it, yeah, we'd have a better country. And it's basically, don't believe what you think. So what we think, and Adam Grant makes this case, what we think comes from our upbringing, our environment, our parents, the city we are born in. All the sort of our environment helps form our thinking. Right. And our thinking, once it's in our brain, we just think it's fact. Mm -hmm. And, and we're, I'm the same. And therefore, we live our life searching for confirmation bias. Right. If we're conservative, we watch Fox News. If we're liberal, we watch CNN. Right. Because we want to surround ourselves with people that think the way we do and preach the way we, we like to think. And that's all fine and good, except that. The best leaders, the best performers, we consciously try to make sure our thinking is correct. Yeah. So Adam Grant talks about not being too confident. Confident, not too confident. Constantly reevaluating your thinking to make sure it's on point. And I like the I like the idea of debating within yourself. Yeah. So I feel a certain way. I'm I'm strong willed. So when I believe something, I I think it's the right way. Right. After reading this book, I'm st I'm not like changing my mind. I'm just opening myself up to hearing, right. the hearing opposing views. Yeah. Not necessarily agreeing with them. Not changing my mind unless I feel that way. Right. And so if you if you make a debate, if you're open to hearing alternative messaging, it's going to do one of two things. One, it's either going to help you improve your thinking by changing it a little bit, tweaking it a little bit, evolving a little bit, or it's going to strengthen. Like, no, I'm, 
I've heard it, I've listened, but I'm right on the money. Right. And so he talks about a prosecutor, a preacher, and a scientist. And if you think about it, a prosecutor is just focused on prosecuting a case. Right. A preacher is just laser focused on preaching a belief. Right. Neither of those are really interested in seeing if they're right or wrong or otherwise. A scientist by nature, and Dennis, we all have a scientific mind to us. So what does a science, what does true scientific science uh, do? It's constantly trying to disprove itself. Mm-hmm. It's constantly setting hypothesis, setting up studies to make sure that hypothesis is either correct or not correct. And it's constantly searching for new information to update its beliefs, to update its thinking. And I just love the idea of it. I, I just love the idea that it's okay to change your mind. Mm-hmm. It's okay to update your beliefs. And 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 circling back to core values. So part of this is pride, right? right. People don't, I don't want to change my beliefs. I don't want to change my thinking because now it's me be- or admitting I was wrong. Right. But Adam Grant says, hey, if you, if you define yourself based on what you think, it's really hard to change your mind because yeah. now you're saying I was a fraud. Yeah. But if you identify and define yourselves based on what you value, then changing your thoughts is easy because it doesn't change who you are. This is who I am. These are my core values. My thinking can change as often as it needs to, but my values never change. I I just, I love the idea. I absolutely love what you said. And I love this card because it provokes so many thoughts in my head. My first thing, and even this morning, like I've had a great week last week. Part of it is I try to get seven hours of sleep at least. And then I'll get up. I ride the Peloton. I tell everybody, like, and it's not for the exercise. It's for the conditioning of the mind. And my mind is going a hundred miles an hour in different mm-hmm. places. It really brings me center. You know, yeah. I always start with my knees on the floor. I do a prayer before my feet hit the floor. Just be thankful. Then I go down to the Peloton. I usually get an hour in and then I listen. So two thoughts I had when you were, I love this bumper story. Number one. I'm always listening to Audible. I love um, podcasts. I do. I really enjoy. It. And if you're listening to podcasts, thank you, because our hope is we can condition your thinking. And I I listen to a good balance, but Audible's my first because it's really linear thinking. Boom, boom, boom. And Adam Grant, I've listened to that a million times, and it. I'm coaching myself like I've already had my body experience where I'm getting my head right now or my body right now, I'm going to get my head right before I come in and see all you guys. And it's amazing how much better I feel. So Mm -hmm. you're thinking, you know, don't believe what you think. I'm challenging my thinking every day with that. Number two, you mentioned what Adam Grant's work did for you. And I love that. And what it did for me was it taught me to slow down Mm -hmm. and I'm going to totally screw up what he said, but be careful before you climb Mount stupid. Mm, yes. Do you know how many times I've been at the top of Mount <laughs> Stupid and I've been confident that we're going in the right direction and I'm just screaming from a mountain that's like, you know, in trouble. Yeah. So, um, so it, it's teaching me to like challenge what I think. And before we climb this mountain, mm-hmm. run it through you, run it through the leadership team. Sometimes just let it, let it bake. Right. There are ideas I have. I'm like, no, I'm just going to let this one bake for like three or four months. And then I go, wow, that was really dumb. Right. <laughs> and then there's a few that sneak through with the help of you and other people. I'm like, that's a good one. You know, so it's teaching me to be more patient and really to, to your point, like 
do I really believe this or am I a little biased by my environment, what I think, whatever. So I'm just going to encourage you to check it out. It is not an easy read. No. By any, now you probably read it once. It took me like six times to read it before I even understood what he was talking about. But I do, I share this in two at the top. I listen to him and then I have the book and I read it. So I'm better through the ears and then through the eyes, yep. you know, so that works for me. But um, the consistency of it is amazing. Yeah. The message is awesome. Yeah. So what a great day. I love this. So. And, and it ties back to our to the top, right? Right. We believe a story until we surround ourselves with other people that are walking in our shoes. And then we realize that story I was telling myself might be wrong a little bit. Right. And so it's kind of full circle to what we started with today. Full, for sure. And if you've ever been a lifelong learner, you've ever committed to continuous excellence or even what Pete Dawson talks about, you never dreamed you'd be at the point that you're at in your life. Like I never dreamed this would happen. And when you surround yourself with other people, you keep climbing, you learn more, you just get a better vantage point. Like it's just... It makes the, you know, I don't want to get all Miley Cyrus on us, but like, it's all about the climb, you know? I didn't think Miley Cyrus was going to enter the podcast. <laughs> you know, my, Andy, that's a question. You know, Trivia my daughters Cyrus. love that song time. for <laughs> next time on the best practice. I, I'm not even a fan, but like my daughters love that song. Yeah. It's all about the climb, but it's true. Absolutely. So, awesome. Andy, Andy, any last thoughts? No, I think, uh, you know, we've entertained the people long enough. They probably want to keep this under an hour. So this well, has been. Upstate. How long has this been? I don't even know. Give us a clue. Feels like half hour. That means it's great. Uh, we're currently recording time of about 58 minutes. So. Oh, All great right. job. Great yeah, job. You awesome. know, that, that's a good sign. That's yeah. a good sign. Yeah. So any last thoughts, Barrett, you have? No. Um, just uh, keep think. Just keep rethinking your thought process. Surround yourself with people that are going to take you higher on that mountain, not lower. And, and we're here for you if you need us. Yeah, I totally agree. And I would leave you with one last thought. Like we were never, this is Brene Brown. I'm a big fan, but like we were never designed to do this on our own. So don't, just don't, you know, building a great life, a great practice. You, you know, God designed us to be relational. We need the help of other people. And when you find your group now, I'm not saying we're your group, but like you get, you got to get into a club, a group of people that are like, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Like, you know, I watched my son play baseball and they finished their season yesterday. And that's one of the things these boys say. It's been an amazing run with these boys. That's what they say to each other. I got you, brother. I got you. I like that. Got I love back. it. I got, I got you, back, you man. man. I got you. Yeah. So uh, I'm just grateful. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining. Hey, I like these Mondays. Yeah. Let's make, let's make Mondays fun. Mondays fun. Hoping you guys are making Mondays fun. And uh, keep joining, keep listening in on the Best Practices Show. I hope you enjoy today. And you can expect this from us every time. Just keep joining. I hope this added some value to your life. And uh, keep sending us suggestions for things you guys want to see. And until we see you guys next time, keep watching the Best Practices Show. Have a great rest of your day, guys. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information, 
so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.